Hey guys, we're on episode 9 of Ask Yourself Life Goals, Expectation versus Reality. Ask Yourself is a learning discussion where we seek questions to be more intentional of how we understand ourselves. We are two friends who are trying to make sense of ourselves and the world together. Hi, I'm Nina Guno. I'm a writer who looks for humanity in the news. And I'm Elisha Corpus. I'm a consultant who brings humanity into the workplace. Hey, so we're on episode 9. Mm-hmm. We're gonna talk about <laughs> life goals. And what exactly about life goals are we gonna <laughs> talk about? Yeah, it's, a, it's not an easy topic. But yeah, I think when it comes to life goals, especially with the pandemic going on, we hear a lot of people who are thinking about their lives and what they've achieved so far or maybe even the things that they'd still like to do the things that they planned on doing but suddenly had to stop and so because of that it's so salient in the environment like on social media or even when you talk to friends everyone's just wondering about their lives and what else they'd like to do with it yeah, I see so many posts of people either doing throwbacks or mm. planning ahead. Like, I'm going to do this when this is over. Like, we, I think we are really also thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Even while we're stuck now, we're stuck here now. So I yeah. think there's really no better time also to talk about this. <laughs> yeah. Um. For What we're also going to talk about is how life goals set these cer- certain standards of success of what a successful, Mm -hmm. happy human life is. And we're going to see if that really holds up. (laughs) Yeah, because there are quote-unquote like set expectations when it comes to your life. And these are expectations that if you do follow them, it's like society rewards you for, for doing that and for following that path because it's something that we as a society, we value or we hold it up to a really high pedestal. And so all these expectations either weigh down on us or it's just it makes us think of these standards instead of defining our own. So I think now more than ever, right, it, it's a good time to think about our own definition of what a life goal is. So other than that, why did we choose this topic? Why? Again, I think going back to the pandemic, it has really shifted priorities. Like for me, always has been a priority to live independently. But then lockdown happened <laughs> and I'm living at home with my family 24-7. And now the priorities are, priorities are totally different. I just want us to be all healthy. Mm-hmm. And I think... I'm pretty sure um, other people have been thinking about things differently also. In your experience, what what have you seen? So I, like what we said before in the past episodes, I run this workshop. It's called Drafting My Purpose. And it's basically a four and a half hour virtual workshop where you walk away from it with a drafted purpose statement. And it's so surprising because a lot of people started signing up for it. Like I've ran three batches of it so far and it's not just the young adult category that I thought would sign up I get people from all ages like up until 50 plus wow so right this is 
everyone is starting to think about their lives and their life goals and what they want to do or what impact they'd like to create. Yeah, I think both of us also, we've kind of been non-conformist mm-hmm. to the usual <laughs> to the usual expectations or standards of what life goals should be. I mean, I, I want to acknowledge that we have that privilege to not yeah. you know, exactly. worry about financial security. We have safety nets. But even with that, that said, I think we still face the challenge, and I'm sure other people also face the challenge, to keep living a more meaningful life, um, a more fulfilling life. And for me, that's why we also want to talk about this. Yeah, I think <laughs> now more than ever, we all have a chance to reflect and to also, I guess, listen to other people's definitions of what they'd like to do with their lives. Because the more we can hear from each other and learn from each other, I think it helps you to also have the courage to define things your own way. Yes. Let's go empowerment. <laughs> Community <Instead of> empowerment. <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay. I Before we get more into our stories um, of life, of how we've gone, mm-hmm. our, our, our relationship with life goals, I think let's first kind of be on the same page about what life goals yeah. exactly are. Okay, so when we were talking about it, we it was just really basic. I mean, these are milestones, um, success indicators. Usually, they are attached to a certain age mm-hmm. that you're, 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 you're expected to achieve it by this certain time in your life. So, commonly, these are to graduate or get the degree, get a job, um, get a car, <laughs> get that house and lot. And somehow one day have enough money saved up so you can retire and live a peaceful life um, for the rest of your days. Mm-hmm. And when I when I was thinking about this also, it's not also as straightforward as just get a degree, get a job. There are certain degrees, there are certain jobs that also get rewarded more than others. And if you don't get those, it life might be harder for you also. Yeah. See, I think that's what makes life goals set by other people so hard because you think that you've achieved it, like you think you've graduated from college because people say you have to go to college and graduate. And then you realize that, oh, there are certain schools or courses that are more rewarded than others. And so you just keep on going down a level and down a level because... We have so many standards that we just, we have set for everyone around us and for ourselves. Exactly. So I guess it's going to the expectation and reality Mm -hmm. part of it. I guess the expectation is if you're able to achieve all of these, your life is better. You'll be happier. Um, You're considered successful in the eyes of others. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's the key word there, right? Like yeah. when you look at expectations, it's about the expectations that others have defined. And mm. so when you base it on that and you just follow that, then you are hitting these milestones, but it's based on other people's definition of what success looks like. Right. And in the end, the the reality is if you're going to go about it that way, these goals end up becoming a chase. Mm -hmm. 
Like you keep chasing these goals. Um, you keep worrying about what others think, how they're doing better than you, how you're doing better than others. And you just end up in this kind of circle of comparing um, and actually never really being happy wherever you are. Yeah. That's what so, makes it hard, right? When mm-hmm. the, in reality, we all have our own situations and our own contexts and our own timing even. And so trying to hit a milestone at the time that people say you have to hit the milestone, then you just end up adjusting your timeline or your timing to fit whatever that target is. And that basically just goes down until like your whole life. Because, right, if you adjust your timing in one thing, then it affects the timing for the next thing and the next and the next. Yes, so it's a never-ending chase. Mm-hmm. And so what? what's the alternative to this, though? What, what do we want to try to do? Yeah, I think there's something there about intentionality, right? Because mm. milestones, they give us certainty. When we know mm. what goal we should hit at a certain stage of life, then it kind of gives us a path that we can be sure of. That, okay, if I graduate on time, then, okay, check the box. If I get married by a certain time, cool, check the box. But the thing is, certainty is so hard to achieve because it's impossible. It's impossible. (laughs) Exactly, right? Like, even with our situation now, I'm sure people who thought they were so sure of their decisions for 2020... Poof. <laughs> it's <Yeah>. gone. <laughs> so it's just it's so impossible to chase after that certainty. Instead, I think we can shift our mindsets to intentionality, which is more around being deliberate in the things that we do. It doesn't mean you're sure of everything that you're doing. Mm. It's more of Even though I don't know or I'm not sure, at least I know that I don't know. I know that I'm not sure. And I'm going for this fully knowing that I'm here to learn or I'm here to experience this because I don't know what it's like. And I think that's just the key difference there. You're not drifting and lost if you're not sure, but it's more of You know where you are, you know your reality, and you know why you are doing the things you are doing. Mm -hmm. I think that's so important that it's really for yourself Mm. and not because you're living out a life that somebody else or society dictated. And I think this is a chance for us to ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. So our first ask yourself question is, where did my concept of life goals come from? And how has this influenced my definition of success? Yeah, I think that's a that's a very hard question because you have to really look back in your past experiences. Just try to see if there's a certain life goal that you believe to be true. You have to look back and think, when did I hear about this? Or who was that person that I used as my standard? And I think mm-hmm. if we if we know that, if we know where these beliefs came from for us, then we can try to shift to driving the milestones and the standards that we want to hit instead of having the milestones drive our lives, that we're just following it. 
We have to be mm. in control of these milestones that we're going after. Right. You're not just an autopilot. Yeah. And not really thinking about what to do next. I think it's also, it's actually also not a happy life, I would say. You know, having to, having to just drift and not re and know that you're so sure of everything is gonna happen next i don't think it's as fulfilling a life because yeah. <laughs> it's also like you have no agency over what you'll do or the mistakes that you'll make because you're just trying to follow a path that you mm -hmm. think or you were told you have to do so Maybe this is a good time to share about our experiences because we have to follow and also reflect on the questions that we ask. So yeah. maybe we can also look back and see where did our definitions of success or life goals come from. So you get to go first. <laughs> All right. Yeah, you want to tell us a little bit about oh, just your experience in the past. Okay. So the question again is, where did my concept of life goals come from and how has this influenced my defi definition of success? Mm -hmm. I would say, I would really go back to childhood, which actually is where a lot of things really come from. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's really no one else, I think, that has influenced my definition of life goals more than my parents. Mm. And what's funny is that they had different versions of success i mean they they were both they're both professionals so my dad's a lawyer my mom's a doctor so when it came to career they were both kind of straightforward about their path in life mm -hmm. but in in how to achieve that it was quite different so my dad he would say over and over um that you'd have to focus on financial security and it wasn't just that he would suggest he would enforce us naman, but he would suggest like for me to go to when I, if I go to college, I should take up accounting and economics because especially accounting is like a lucrative yeah, these are industry high yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> like nobody can live without an accountant mm -hmm. nobody like even that is like, both true. parents cannot <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he also wanted me to go to law school. he wanted me and my siblings to do that and I, I get it. I get that it, it seems like it. there is a temptation to just follow that and feel like things would be easy from there. But when he would suggest those things, it would make me think also, if does that really fit for me? Does this really fit my strengths and what I'm, what's important to me, what, what I'm passionate about? And what would happen is whenever my dad would make a suggestion about a certain track to follow, it would be a red flag. I'd be like, I'm not following that one. <laughs> I know I'm not going to follow that one. Um, but my mom, on the other hand, she was more of follow or do what you love and make sure that you're serving other people. And the latter was um, something that was most important and that she was more most consistent with throughout our lives and so it was a bit conflicting like mm -hmm. i do want to follow what i i love and i do want to help other people but you know those careers the jobs in those kinds of fields they don't pay well sadly and then you have one on the other hand which i understand from my dad that you'd want to be financially stable it was so confused it was confusing <laughs> and what, so bad. what happened <laughs> 
So what happened was, um, after I finished college, I felt kind of lost. I knew I couldn't, I didn't want to follow either of my parents' careers. So I really didn't have somebody to to guide me yeah. through it. And I had a vague idea of what I was happy doing. I knew I liked to write. I knew I had advocacies like education. So I was applying to anything. And what happened was I, I applied to news jobs, to writing jobs. No one was hiring me. <laughs> so I, and then I, by chance, I found out that there was this startup. It was an after-school learning center, just progressive. Mm-hmm. And I did a trial run with them. I was really happy about it. And it's, it's called Tula. Um, and I really, I, I knew I wanted to work there. I knew that I wanted that to be my first mm-hmm. job even if it wasn't really in my plan yeah. at all. And when I told... Yeah, Nina and kids. <laughs> what? <laughs> ano ba? <laughs> I try. I try naman. I mean, like, <laughs> I, I like teaching. I like teaching kids naman. But like having them is another story. Yeah, I don't. Another life uh, we're goal. another episode for yeah, us. Yeah, <laughs> another life goal that uh, I'm not gonna conform to, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so what happened was I... I was so excited about it. I told my dad about it. And then he asked me about the salary. And he said, don't take it. Mm. And then I took it. (laughs) He said not to. I'm going to do it. And I've been really happy about that decision. But it doesn't mean, like, even if I've been happy with the choices I've made, it doesn't mean that I never felt insecure. Actually, I felt super insecure um, these five years of working because I had three different jobs. Um... So after that, I worked for government. I did communications there. And again, it was something that I was interested in because it was education. It was also like um, development work, which, I'm, which I want to contribute to. But it also wasn't a job for me. And then I ended up in, eventually, after those years uh, in education, ended up in the news, finally, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. I, I was trying to go to in the first place. And... What's funny is that um, none, all of those jobs, none of them existed. Those positions that I that I applied to eventually, none of them existed before I graduated. Mm. So I think one of the things also that I learned about life goals is you really can't have a super strict plan about it. It's impossible, and you might miss out on amazing opportunities if you're so restrictive about it. So that's one. But another thing also, like I said, um, all these jobs actually, the paths I chose, again, they're not the best paying jobs. The best, mm-hmm. one, the best paying one was actually in government. And I wish I, wish I, 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 I had the heart to stay in it, but it really wasn't for me. Yeah. If I did, I, would, I know I would be more financially <laughs> secure, but it just wasn't for me. And um, so I, when I went to the news, I actually took a salary lower than what I was earning before. Mm-hmm. But... I've lasted for like three years. So I, I, I think I'm in a better place. I'm happier yeah. even with that lower salary. It's fine. Um, but again, even with that, I, 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 it wasn't fine. <laughs> you know, at first it wasn't fine for me. Um, I started going to therapy in 2018. And I, the one of my first sessions, I broke down about that. That I felt like I wasn't measuring up to what my peers were achieving. Mm. I mean, since I was like, we were three years into working already. So some people were already getting promoted. They were able to afford a new car, a new place on their own. 
And I was starting out again in, a, in another career. And I felt so insecure about that. And my therapist asked me, if you look at their lives, is that what you want to live? And when I thought about it, I didn't. I, I didn't want to follow their tracks. Um, I liked w- the, the path that I chose so mm-hmm. far. So it was also making peace with that. And now, until now, there's still that life goal of being financially independent, obviously. Um, but especially with the pandemic, it's really, it's really shifted priorities. So I'm appreciating now just having life at home, just having a job at all. Mm, it's just, I just like we took that, I took that for granted. I think we took that for granted that you have a job. But having, yeah, this pandemic again has made me thankful for that. And um, now I'm just taking the chance to save money since I'm at home. <laughs> so that's just that's one step to financial independence. We can all do something about it. So in all of this, another lesson I think I learned was just making do with what you have. Yeah. You know, you're not, instead of chasing and being so worried about what you, you don't have, there's actually a lot working out mm-hmm. for you. That's true. Yeah. What I'm hearing from your story <laughs> is like you really had to chart your own path. Like even with your parents, you didn't have a a model of what it looks like to, you know, do something different that's out of the box because yeah. they chose careers <laughs> that, you know, of course these are very very hard careers also, but these are careers that society already appreciates and likes. Like if you tell anyone I'm a lawyer or I'm a doctor, everyone I'm loves an engineer, you, right? Yeah. And says you're smart. <laughs> but if you tell them I'm a writer, they're like, oh, for what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh my so, gosh. That tone of voice. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right? So I think what I'm hearing is you really had to chart your own path and make peace with that or at least you know try to make peace with that I guess I wonder like how did you deal with those things like when you start comparing yourself with people how do you deal with that oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) I think it's like inevitable that you're gonna be insecure or jealous but again I would I would say you know that the stories on social media I think especially social media would Mm -hmm. affect how I, I would view myself also they're not the full story so for example like I have good friends who I would consider are successful because they were able to study abroad and work abroad or they are able to um, buy their own place and then when you talk to them about you know what they're going through and the realities of it then you're like oh okay that was tough I, 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 I'm good where I am <laughs> like, Safe. yeah <laughs> Like I have a friend, I, I have a really great friend. Um, she's in Canada now, and she just bought her own car. And I was like, "Wow, congrats!" And she was like, "It's a really crappy car." <laughs> <laughs> so you know, yeah, it's a just burst that bubble and realize that it's probably not the full story. <laughs> True. We're all we're all figuring it out as we go along. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> For you, Liz, you've had such a different story, also. Mm-hmm. Let, let tell us about it <laughs> I, I love how you started that with the, the importance of stories because I think that's something I, I kind of struggled with like every time people would ask what are your goals what are your work goals or life goals I feel like there are set stories or narratives that we all have and I 
I don't want to be a part of that set narrative. I feel like I have a different life and a unique life that I've lived and it's so hard to explain. So especially to people who don't know me that well, I just struggle so much explaining about my life and why I do the things I do. So it really started with... I look back at my experience of like my first job abroad, how I left that first job and how I'm I'm here now. It really took me a while to to tell my own story and to own it and to to be okay with that that I have a different narrative that maybe other people don't understand. Mm. Yeah, um okay, where to start? Yeah, so, tell us. <laughs> uh well, as I've mentioned in other episodes in the past, my first job was in the US. So I was working in Microsoft in their headquarters. So I was living in Seattle, Washington. And it was the kind of job that it was, if I could have a perfect job, I think that would have been it. Because I loved everything about it. Like, it provided me with more, more than the basics. You know, I had an apartment of my own, no roommate in downtown Seattle. My area was the popping area with like bars and restaurants. And, you know, I was so lucky because my apartment was on auto pay. And so my salary was really, I, I don't think I'll ever get paid that much again <laughs> ever in <my> again. Life. <laughs> so, I was so, so, so lucky. And even the job that I had, like you would think a corporate job would be like, you'll be a slave but no i i felt so empowered in that job it was a job with meaning and i really felt like i was doing something for the world because i was working on programs for a global audience like 150,000 people around the world could potentially see the stuff you do and so i i really really felt that but I guess like this is where the first narrative that confused me was people say you're supposed to work hard, like keep on working, just keep your head down and, you know, do well, because that's when you'll get success. That's when you'll get good pay and your own apartment. But that confused me because at 23, I got everything. And so I'm like, oh, that feels so weird. Like, I, I didn't, <laughs> right? I mean, I, I guess I did work hard to get into my interviews but it felt wrong in a way because I know that I didn't work as hard as what everyone says you have to do like I did like it wait. takes years yeah. like a whole lifetime to achieve what the I things you were able to years have or 10 years to, to yeah. do that and that was the first thing that kind of bothered me because I didn't know how to explain how I got what I got and then i guess the next narrative that confused me was that people say you work hard so you can deserve your success but i know that it wasn't just my hard work that got me there like Mm. i know that a lot of it was was privilege like i was lucky to be born in the right family or the right school and to i don't know even speak the right language right like these things are 
factors that I did not have control over. But Mm -hmm. there I was enjoying all these amazing things. And it wasn't because I was smart or I was good. A lot of it was because I had so much privilege in my life. And But girl, you're smart naman. Grabe. (laughs) (laughs) But see, like, I think, well, one of the experiences that made me feel that was short long story short there was this one time i sat in a public bus beside a filipina and it was payday week i think it was even payday day and for me what i was thinking my plan in my head that day was i'll go to sephora to buy like this new release product and i was eavesdropping on her call and her call was she was talking to her mom and she was telling her mom, Nay, bilhin yun na. And then I saw her phone and she was on the Abinson website looking at refrigerators. And so that made me realize like, you know what? This girl is not like less smart than me or less hardworking than mm-hmm. me. But what did I do to, to be the one who's just like, oh, I'm gonna go to Sephora and buy what I want. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like she deserves that too. And I think that's yeah. the that's the other thing that I felt was so hard to explain. Like why am I enjoying what I'm enjoying? It's not fair. And th- I think the third like narrative that kind of confused me and got me thinking was people say you leave corporate jobs because they don't have meaning. And for me, I left my corporate job not because there was no meaning in it. Like, I left my corporate job because I knew that if I went home, I could share the things that I learned about and I knew. And I just, I felt that pull to Mm -hmm. be able to go home. Especially after, like, that incident on the bus that made me realize, like, people talk to you about privilege and you think you know, and then you come across a situation like that and you're like, oh, I don't know anything about my privilege. And so Mm. I decided to come home to late 2018. And I think that uh, that was the hardest thing to explain because people are like, why? Why did you leave? Was it, did you hate your job? Like, was it a bad company? Was it a bad team? And I'm like, no, not at all. Like, it was the perfect company, the perfect team, the perfect job. But I think the kind of meaning that I got from that job, I was looking for a different kind of meaning. And mm. so and so I went home and now I, I'm not employed. I have my own business. I have my own consulting practice. And I'm not earning like even one fourth of what I would earn. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, Elijah, like what are your life goals now? Or what? What, how did it change how you mm-hmm. you would goal your goals in life? Yeah. I mean, I think for me it was more of because I was so lucky to already get the things that people say should be your goals. It really made me think about what impact do I want to create? Like, if I'm mm. so lucky with everything that I'm enjoying, what do I want to do to be able to also? So other people can experience that too. Like, I had such a great experience in a company. But why are so many employees in the Philippines complaining about lack of meaning or autonomy? Like, it's not fair. They should also experience how amazing it is to to be in a company with inclusive practices or like that believes in growth mindset. 
so yeah i think for me when i think about the life goals it's more of that like what impact can i possibly do no matter how little to be it's able something to do like that yeah something more outside of yourself mm-hmm. yeah yeah i i like to think so but i i mean i again this is something that right when it comes to life goals it's about defining your own defining it on your own way and figuring it out as you get different or new information from the world around you and i think that's where the intentionality comes in so before before all of this i i didn't want people to think that i was just drifting along and trying you know experimenting trying things out because for me no i i made decisions i i made intentional decisions mm-hmm. and I really thought about it when I came home. I didn't just come home because I was sad or like, I love you, friends. I miss all of you, but I didn't come home just for that. You know what I mean? <laughs> Ouch, just kidding. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so I think it was, what bothered me was when I came home, a lot of people, especially like relatives who haven't seen you in a while, they would say, And so for me, I'm like, no, I... I made the decision to do this. I life did not just drift me off because blank happened. So, yeah, I think going back to intentionality, it's really owning your story, being able to say that this is me, these are the decisions I made and if other people don't understand it, it's it's unfortunate, but that's why you you keep on going. You keep on telling yes. your story. Yeah, and maybe you don't even have to tell them your story. Oh, that's true. You know? I still have to learn how to accept that <laughs> not everyone will understand. <laughs> I especially with relatives. Oh my gosh, in those reunions or Christmas parties, and it you know you just have a short amount of time and want to explain things quickly. Mm. But you know, I think a part of it is also making peace with the fact that you just can't please everyone. That's and true. what's most important is yourself it's easy to say now but honestly this is like how many therapy sessions <laughs> and how, and how many bottles of wine <laughs> yeah and how many rants with friends and on and on so now what so now that we've <laughs> talked about our own experiences with life goals i think we'd also want the, the way that we went about it to help other people maybe mm-hmm. who are also confused and who also haven't um charted that very clear path and even for those who are charting that that path the typical path you know i'm sure you still question yeah. about well if you're you're supposed to be where you're be where you are or you're supposed to be um for me one thing that that i can share is that comparing really will not go away it for better or worse you know, there are people that you will tend to have benchmarks towards. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's good, right? So you'd know, oh, I want to achieve that that kind of career. Or I want to, for me, in journalism, like, oh, I want to do that kind of story. Mm-hmm. And, you know, be able to interview these kinds of people because this person that I admire is able to do it. Um, and then it's so frustrating also when they see, like, oh, how are they able to do that? And um, when you when you th- when you are comparing, I guess one thing that you can do is reflect on it <laughs> instead of just dwelling in that yeah. comparing and self-loathing. So one question we have here, ask yourself, what positive difference will this goal mm-hmm. bring me? 
Exactly. So look at that goal and then think about what is a positive difference on me. Yeah. What can you say about that? Because right? <laughs> if you are going to compare yourself with someone, then might as well make it worth your time, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just don't um, don't make it something that will just make you feel bad. Like just make it in- an intentional comparison by yeah. yeah by looking at why am I comparing myself with this person or what is it about this person's situation that is so interesting to me or that is calling me and making me kind of jealous about that (laughs) yeah and the question that we just asked so the what positive difference will this goal bring for me this is actually one of the biggest questions that we use in coaching so yeah when it comes to coaching it's very important before getting into like the actionable steps it's very important to ask people this question Because it helps them to think about, why do I value this so much? Like, what is it about XYZ that is so important for me that I'm here in a coaching session crying about it? And so Mm. it's, it's reflecting on that question that will make you see, hmm, maybe it's not as big of a difference as I thought it would be. Or maybe it is. And then you can be even more motivated to go after it. Yeah, that's true. Then you can maybe make plans on how you'll go mm, about that's it. That's true. <laughs> so speaking of that, so what? I guess if you are, if you do know your life goals, what can you do to work towards them? Yeah. What advice can you give about that? I think it's always about thinking of the next small step, right? Because. Sometimes when we think of life goals, it's so like five years down the line or three years down the line. And if there's anything this pandemic proves, you can't plan for one year ahead. And so just (laughs) thinking about what is the realistic next small step that I can do so I can get to that life goal. I think that's already doing a lot. And yeah, we should celebrate those small wins as much as we can. I think another thing is about being aware of our emotions. If there's something that we find like, oh, I'm I'm so sad about this or I'm so happy about this. I'm so annoyed about this. These are signals that we can go after and then we can reflect on more. Like, why am I feeling this way? Or what is it about this situation that's making me, you know, feel these strong emotions? Mm-hmm. So with that, um, being in tune with our emotions mm-hmm. and being more self-aware, we want to have another question here. So ask yourself, am I doing this because I enjoy it or because I'm expected to do it? Mm-hmm. It's yes. harder <laughs> than we think to answer that question, right? Yeah. You have to be honest with yourself, really. Again, more self-reflection. Um, maybe talk to friends also about it. That's True. really helpful. I mean, like that's how we have we've done ask yourself even before ask yourself. That's how our conversations have been yeah. about talking about our own experiences and then seeing like, oh, okay, that the journey and it's different. It's okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. your your friends can notice the way you talk about you know certain things that you experience in your career. They see which ones maybe you. You light up when you talk about it or which Mm. ones are just like, meh, it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. 
So, to wrap up, we have three questions. Mm-hmm. One is, the first one is, where did my concept of life goals come from? How has this influenced my definition of success? And then our next question is, what positive difference will this goal bring me? And the third is, am I doing this because I enjoy it or because I'm expected to do it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think for me, this whole episode is really just about looking at your definitions of life goals and trying as hard as you can to clarify what that definition is and also asking yourself the hard question of where did this come from do do i really like this or is this something that i picked up from somewhere in our episode today we did not share any huge concepts nothing like hugely scientific or anything like that but sometimes that's what a life goal is you don't have to rely on articles about ceos or successful people to know what will make you satisfied and to know what kind of impact you'd like to create and contribute to the world yes for me um, i just want to share that i recently watched enola holmes so it's about like the younger sister yeah sherlock sherlock holmes and it's she's really not your typical girl especially for that time she was really non-conformist and a large part of that was because of her mom and one of the messages of her mom was um paint your own picture enola so by that she was saying don't because she would tend to copy and then she said paint your own picture and i've actually gotten into painting during the lockdown and i would be co- i would copy um other mm-hmm. tuto- tutorials you know to learn but i'd have the most fun when i tried to make my own drawing and then paint in it and it's honestly ugly <laughs> it's not as nice i'm not going to post it on instagram <laughs> but but it was more fun so i think um when you don't when you choose your own path you, there are going to be challenges it's not going to be uh, smooth and straightforward but i think there's just more inner rewards mm-hmm. when you do that yeah. yes <laughs> so lots of heavy things that we talked about in episode 9 but hopefully this is the kind of heavy that will make you more motivated to reflect versus the kind that paralyzes you i think When I think about these kinds of topics like purpose or life goals, I like to think that people should leave the the talk or the workshop or whatever that is with not just a good feeling, but also like this feeling at the pit of your stomach that makes you want to like let's go and do something. Let's think about this some more. So hopefully that's what we were able to do in our time together. Thank you so much for taking the time to learn with us and for asking yourself the hard stuff.